Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Welcome, everyone, to Geraldine Tegelov Live. Life has been quite busy of late, and radio time seems to roll around so quickly. Mind you, I never mind anything when it comes to being able to share with my listeners lots of great ideas and hints and tips on a whole range of topics, especially when it comes to all things metaphysical. Yes, even this current series, which is focused on the world of publishing, is intertwined with so many metaphysical principles. Stepping into the publishing arena can be difficult. And believe me, we all need all the advice and strategies we can possibly get to make it a wonderful and happy outcome. Now, what better way to uh, get this information and from those who have already traveled that journey, have um, lived the experience, so to speak, and can now share with you what worked and perhaps what didn't work. Today, I have a fabulous guest who is only too willing to assist you in avoiding the pitfalls of publishing so your journey can be smooth sailing. My guest today is a highly successful author, and her name is Rosie Banyan. And rather than me telling you about Rosie, I think it's probably best if I get Rosie to firstly share with you what she's published, and then we will go into her experience as an author out there in the big wide world. <laughs> and I, first of all, I best welcome Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hi, Geraldine. How are you? I am really well, thank you. And it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So, Rosie, as I mentioned, would you be happy to share with our listeners, um, perhaps first, uh, what products have you actually published uh, out there? Because I know you've done a few. And um, then uh, the listeners can kind of gather from that uh, your expertise, okay? Okay. Um, my first book was called My Nothing, Stepping Out to Discover Me, which followed on to – it was like a trilogy. So the second one in the series was My New Normal, As the Dust Now Settles, and that, that concluded with My Desired Simple Life Underneath My Chaos. So that was a trilogy set of books, and then I have ended up putting those three books into one book um, called What Once Broke Me, so it's quite a big book. Uh, recently, I've published Banyan Tree Wisdom, My Gift to You, which is a small book, but it's 
absolutely got my heart in it. I absolutely love this little book. So that's my little project at the moment. I have got little projects on the go as well as far as some, some cards, as another book being written. There's always something on the go. I think when you open up that part of yourself, yes. there's always something going. <laughs> Oh, wow. So we are in very good hands today because having published uh, that many books and you're still smiling and still standing, so you've obviously learned heaps along the way, I would imagine. So, Rosie, can we begin with uh, perhaps at the beginning, uh, you as a writer, did did your writing um, simply unfold or did you set out and plan it, you know, chapter by chapter, word by word? How did you go about your writing to start with? Okay. My writing came a little bit by, I, I can't really say accident, but it was like an accident for me because I never set out to write. In fact, I found at school growing up, I was, I was not very good at English at all. Um, it was probably one of my poorest subjects. Maths was my major. And it, it all came about, actually, when I was writing a letter to my husband. And um, I, I, in my head, I couldn't get – it just wouldn't make sense. I threw away lots of tries with this letter that I was trying to do. And, um, and then I sort of stopped. I breathed into my heart, actually, and – slept for a little while, woke up, and this letter just came from, it came from me. There was no thought, no thought process at all. It was just something came from me, and it was completely from my heart. And I think that was the unlocking of a, a part, part within myself that I don't think I'd, well, I hadn't. I'd never explored in my life. And from there, I just kept on writing um, the first three books. Yeah. You would never know, Rosie, that you were not good at English at school. Your books are absolutely wonderful and obviously inspired writing. Definitely inspired writing. In fact, that's the only way I, I can do it. Some people have, have a gift in English um, and literature. They can just sit down and put down what they need to put down. I just can't write like that. Um I get a stream of sentences or words in my head um, and I just start writing and it just keeps on going. Um, even the book I'm writing now, it's memos in my phone. Um, that, <laughs> I love that, yeah. That I email myself and mm. it can happen at any time, a lot during the night, early hours of the morning, not often during my day I'm too distracted. Um, it's as it comes. It's definitely not something that I sit down and go, right, I need to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, my first, my first three books were all handwritten. I just wrote. I had a notebook beside me all the time, and as something came, I would just write it. Um, and then I typed it, and then the process began. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting, Rosie, because that's the way it really works for me. And if, you know, those those times when I think, right, today, you know, I'm going to do this and I sit down at the computer and inevitably I have to go, um, you know, walking to, just to clear the mind. And as soon as I get out in the fresh air and get into the bush or wherever that I'm going – the thoughts just start running and the ideas start running and it sounds like it's similar for you. 
Well, nature has definitely been an antenna for me. It connects me into something, um, into the clearness of, of, and then brings in like a universal thought. I'm not sure what, the, well, I'm, I, I kind of know what that is. I've written a book about a banyan tree. So <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get that now, but, but I understand what you're talking about because nature certainly brings us back to the core of ourselves. Most definitely. And, 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 declutters I think the the biggest thing I would never have written if I hadn't have actually physically stepped away from my life for a period of time um, to declutter and clear out all the distractions in our lives um, as I, as you know I've just recently redone a little mini one of those because we just get so cluttered and I don't I personally cannot write uh, I've got no hope of writing when my life's too too distracted and cluttered and I love the way you do that, Rosie. Would you like to explain to the listeners how you go about that? Because sometimes, everyone, I, I'll i try to ring Rosie and uh, I'll get a little message back. You know, I, I'm at the farm or wherever she is. And, and I know if it takes a while for Rosie to get back, she's just off somewhere taking time for self. So how do you do that, Rosie? What do you do? Um, okay, so... Last week when I did this, I the very first thing, and it's, it's interesting because I've taken a group of women and taken them through this whole process, which was incredible to take other people through the same thing. So the first day is always about disconnection, always. And I, I there's a couple of different methods, a different, couple of different ways that I disconnect from other people. So if you imagine that every single person you've come in contact with is plugged into your energy, um, it's like disconnecting that. And so your thoughts and energy isn't being drained by others. Um, and then once I've done the full disconnection, I'm then just me. And I, when I do a walk, when I go for a walk, I listen to what I hear around me. I, so I'm tuning out of my mind, basically. I, I'm trying to get right into my body, my own presence. The mind's not chattering because I'm listening to the birds. I listen to the wind in the leaves and the trees, my footsteps, how how the sun might feel on my skin. Um, just coming into your present space. Yeah, and you know, I I know for myself, Rosie, um, and we're coming into break shortly, but uh, you know listeners, it's really important to understand, you know, you might be saying, well, what's this got to do with publishing? This has got everything to do with publishing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I'm sure Rosie agrees with me here. If if we can't disconnect from all of that noise and stuff, as we call it, going on around us, then we can't get to that heart space for that beautiful inspired writing that Rosie is talking about is that the way you feel Rosie I think it takes us from an external part external part of ourselves and takes us internal and when you do tune into your own self without anything else that's I mean that's your clear channel as far as I'm concerned because that's where you can you can hear um your own voice um because everything else has been silenced Yes. Um, 
and, and that's that for me. That's when I can actually, and that's probably why I do a lot through the night or first thing in the morning because all the external chatter is gone, and it's just a clear, clean voice that comes through with with whatever I'm writing about. Which yeah, is usually, which is usually made up a bit of vain, but. <laughs> So, Rosie, we cut, we're going to break now, but after the break, uh, we're going to be chatting with Rosie about so many other things with regards to publishing, and her advice is just fabulous. So, everyone, I want you to sit tight and have your pen and pencil ready because we have lots to share with you about this amazing world of publishing and getting yourself into it in beautiful ways. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. It's words you never heard. Did you ever wonder about the origin of Murphy's Law? You know the maxim that if anything can go wrong, it will. Murphy's Law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, an engineer working at Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. Captain Murphy was working on a project designed to measure how much sudden deceleration a human could stand in a crash. After discovering a transducer constructed for the experiment was wired wrong, Murphy squabashed the technician responsible by exclaiming, If there's any way to do it wrong, you'll find it. In other words, circumvent mistakes and miscabobbles before they happen. Aerospace manufacturers began quoting Murphy's Law to their engineers, and soon it became an eponym. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Want to live a long life and slow aging? Then keep moving. Staying active is so important for many reasons. Moving and keeping your body in motion slows the aging process and keeps you young and vibrant. On the other hand, inactivity and the loss of muscle mass accelerate the aging process. Livestrong states that aging is best kept at bay by fighting off chronic diseases such as heart disease, cancer, and diabetes, which speeds up the aging process and are the main causes of premature death. The age-related changes in muscle quantity and quality that occur, even down to the cellular level, can be counteracted by staying active. Daily exercise is crucial to long life and to slow aging. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live, and today... My goal is to assist you in traversing the world of publishing in the easiest way possible. And I'm doing this by uh, having a chat with a very experienced author, Rosie Banyan, who's only too happy to share with you the, the challenges she's had and how she's overcome these. You know, writing a book, as I'm sure many authors would tell you, is kind of the easy part, <laughs> but you're getting your book published and out there 
to those who are waiting to purchase and read it is quite a different matter. And we'll get to that a little bit later in today's show. But where I'd like to go to now is asking Rosie, were there steps that you took, Rosie, in getting that very first book uh, written and published? How did you go about that? Okay. Um, so I knew that they needed content editing um, because I just wrote it as it came. I didn't edit it myself at all. I just gave it raw um, to somebody. Now, this person was quite interesting. Um, it's someone I came across as soon as I returned from being away. And um, he, it was just like the universe plonked this person in front of me. He was young, a young person who was um, going into um, going into study literature and everything. He, he'd finished high school. He was tutoring students. He was brilliant at the English language and and grammar and everything else, everything that I'm not so great at, I think. Anyway, so I had a raw manuscript that I wanted someone with fresh eyes who didn't know me to go through it. So I happened to come across him. Actually, he was in a shoe shop. I was buying some shoes for my son. And we just had <laughs> I, mean, I it love it. Just, it was the most bizarre conversation, the bizarre way that it came about. But anyway, I just said to him, look, can, it was like a couple of months later I went, his, his face came to my mind. I didn't even know his name. I went back to this shop and said, look, does anyone know where this guy is? And we ended up chatting and I knew there was an instant connection there. And so I just worked my manuscript. I handed it all to him. We did it in blocks. He would send me um, a block each week. I had to pay him um, by the hour for whatever he did, which was great. It was fine. And um, then once that was completely edited by him, um, I, I wanted some covers. So I've been told about a, um, a really good place that you can get um, interesting covers done by designers all over the world, and it's called 99designs. So 99designs, you can go in there and you can actually put up a project. And so I put up a project with an amount on it and said I'll pay whoever this much money if they come up with the right concept. I wanted three book covers because I'd written the three. I was working my way through the editing process. I was blown away by how many, like straight away, I had – and I think that was my little pinch of, my first little pinch of, oh, my God, this is going to become a book because all these covers that these designers have put together for me, and as soon as I saw the right one, I go, that's it, and gave her the job. So she produced my three covers back and front, the whole thing, all the artwork designed for the print house. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that that's, that's great, Rosie. So you can give them anything you want, any ideas you want, any photos you want, and they can just play with the concepts of what you, you want to achieve. Anyway, so I organised that, um, and then I had heard about a place called Lightning Source. Now, I'm going to say that again because this is a, a little gold mine for self-publishing people, people that want to self-publish. So it's called um, Lightning Source, Ingram Sparks. They are a print-on-demand um, print house and that's global so it's worldwide I rang them and I got 
the secretary this particular morning, she's not the person, or I don't think this person normally answers the phone. I got her early one morning and I said, you know, I've got this book that I'm, I'm getting ready to, to get printed or published. Who, who do I speak to now? She said, oh, you actually need a, a, a typesetter, someone who's going to format your book for you in, in the way that we need it. So I'm going to give you the name of someone who's not far from you who who will help pull that together for you. So it was incredible. I rang um, the number given to me, Sylvie, and, oh, my goodness, what a connection. So all of a sudden I'm working with oh, – she's become a friend, actually. So I, <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, Rosie? Yeah. How it works. So I gave her my manuscripts. She then said that it needs one more edit through, which I agreed with. It needed a proof edit. So the proof edit was just picking up any little small um, spelling errors or grammar or anything. It was just like this final polish through. And then she formatted my book and uploaded it into Ingram Sparks, um, Lightning Source, same, same thing. And, um, yeah, within once she'd loaded it in, within a few days, bang, it was live. I could go into the system and order one book. I didn't have to order <laughs> like hundreds or thousands or whatever it is that, that I've had to do with other things that I've done. But um, so I, I, I went oh, straight away. I could, I could actually have my book delivered. And, and I still remember opening the box because I ordered a few. Opening the box and feeling my book for the first time was incredible. That so, was incredible. Rosie, can we go back a step there? Because I think, uh, could you explain, and, uh, you know, for those who are kind of thinking about doing this, mm -hmm. taking this big step. So, everyone, you kind of need to understand that if you go through, um, if you go through a printing company, of course, you can't just get one book printed. You really have to, and, and the cost comes down the more that you order. So anything under 500 copies is going to cost you the earth and you won't make any money on it trying to retail it. Um, so when Rosie talks about Ingram Sparks being able to get one book printed, this is really good information, isn't it, Rosie? Oh, it is. It certainly is. And the beauty of it is, so I've had people purchase in America and I've been able to go, like I don't physically then hold those books that are going to America. I actually log in and um, ask for America to print the book, the set of books or whatever it is, and then I organise postage to go directly to that person out of the States, through the mm. States. That makes sense. So they've yes. got They've got print houses. I think there's one in Asia. Um, there's one in the UK, Australia, and um, and the United States. So if I've wanted the, if I've wanted to sell my books in America, it's been a very easy process for me to type in their details and bang, I hit a button and, and it's delivered within no time. And it's a lot cheaper because postage is is the next killer in the industry. Mm, it certainly is. Trying to post anything out of Australia into the States in particular costs uh, an arm and a leg. <laughs> so. Oh, look, Geraldine, I had a book that I posted from Australia um, to someone in South Africa. It took three months for them to get oh, it. Oh, my goodness. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah, there's problems yeah. with the mail system, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you. Sorry, Rosie. Yeah. 
Okay, and so then that gave me my books. And um, I wrote under a pen name. It was a decision that I made because it was my personal story. Um, I, I wrote of my abuse, and so I was very careful about writing about it and changing names and, and different things like that for defamation. Um, but I I made the decision to write under a pen name, and um, for that reason, it meant that I had to start from scratch with a platform. So by, by what I mean by platform is the people that are going to purchase your products and want your products and have anything to do with you are, are your platform. And so I started from scratch, and I found that a um, – a big process. I don't know if you want me to go into that now or a little bit later. I can go into it later if you like. Yeah, we can, yeah I think if we okay. go into that a bit later, Rosie, yeah. I'll go into the next book. So I was busy building my platform. I was busy trying to sell my, my three books, my trilogy that I'd written, and I didn't sell a lot, I've got to tell you. It's it's not um, it didn't race off the shelves because with self publish you you have to push that the whole time. It's not so no one else is doing that for you. You are the one um, putting it in front of people or letting people know about those books. So I was contacted by a company, um, a self published company, the partner with with people that have been self published. And they asked me if I would be interested in doing it with them and therefore they would give me all the marketing, all the attitudes. <laughs> yes. It cost Sorry. me a lot. Anyway. Sorry yeah, for laughing, Rosie. I can laugh, I can laugh now. Oh, anyway, <laughs> gone beyond the tears. Anyway, so this publishing house, it sounded all too good to be true. When it does then it usually is all too good to be true. Anyway, so I went into a partnership with this company who told me that they worked out of the United States and I thought, great, that's my market. I really love to have my books in the States. That's where I see them eventually. And I jumped on board with a contract. In a little while, the, the person, the salesperson that first contacts you is usually pretty dynamic, really good at English, and it all, it's all amazing. Um, look, I ended, look, I did do some really cool things. I went to New York. I did a book pitch. That was really cool. Great experience. Um, I've been in, you know, the Times Weekly, uh, the New York Times. Um, I've been published in a lot of different magazines and promoted on Reader's Digest. There's been there's quite a lot that has been done with this next little book, not not little book, sorry, big book, What Once Broke Me. Interesting title actually. Mm, yeah. <laughs> now that I think about that. But it was what what I want to point out with some of these companies, it's very important to find out where they're based. Rosie, can you hold that thought, please, because we're coming into break and I want to go further into this because this is so important for the oh, listeners to oh. hear. It is absolutely essential. So after the break, I'll get Rosie to continue with this because you really need to hear this. This is something that will, um, yes, overcome some of those pitfalls when it comes to the publishing world.
Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Reading the nutrition labels on the food you consume is vitally important. Food manufacturers are getting tricky with their labeling, so make sure you're taking the time to thoroughly investigate the food you buy. One example that is very misleading is when a bag of chips says zero trans fats on the package. Eat this, not that explains that the FDA allows manufacturers to make this claim when their products contain less than 0.5 grams of trans fats per serving. It may seem insignificant, but 0.49 grams of this despicable fat can add up quickly. They recommend that you keep total trans fats intake to no more than 1% of total calories. The best advice? Skip the chips and eat fresh fruit instead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. It's words you never heard. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. and Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. You are listening to Geraldine and to my guest, Rosie Banyan, today on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And if you have just joined us, this is the third in a series of six shows focused on helping you become the author you have always wished to be, but have never been sure of how to go about it. Uh, today, I'm chatting with Rosie um, who is very happy to share with us her experiences, the good and the not so good. Mm, very important to hear both of these. So you can step into the world of publishing in your own way, but at least you are well informed before you actually take that step. Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show and heaps of others, you can download them for free from iTunes. You just need to search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts or you can come here to Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, and listen or download from my show page. And you can also find them on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. So no excuse. And I suggest if you're thinking of writing and publishing a, a book of your own, that you come back and have a listen to these. So much wonderful information that Rosie is sharing with us today. Now, just before the break, 
Rosie was talking about her experiences with a company where she was being offered the world. And Rosie, would you like to continue from there, please? Sure. So I'll recap slightly. They um, they made contact with me because they knew I was a self-published author. Um, they're offering all these amazing packages that included so many things. And, and look, to give them credit, I have done a lot of marketing with them um, with, with this particular book, which is my trilogy set of books altogether called What Once Broke Me. And uh, you have an amazing person up front who does the sales. They basically sign you up and then keep on selling you stuff, right? It's up, upgrade packages. And that's what mm. happened to me. And I definitely got swept up away with, they said, oh, if you buy this, then we'll give you this. And so I think I, I was, um, I bought a few different things like um, like festivals, like book shows and things like that and, um, worldwide. So they were pretty cool to, to be in those places, but they're just sitting on a stand somewhere in the world. Um, and, in fact, I actually had feedback that someone in China wanted my book. They, they wrote a note to me and said um, the name of the company wanted to publish my book. And they, they faxed that or emailed that to me. And when I tried to follow up with that, they gave no assistance whatsoever. So it was like a dead lead in the end. I don't know whether it was genuine or not. Um, but what they do is they package things up and they say, well, if you sign up on all of these things, we'll give you this. And so I was given a trip to, I had to pay for the airfares, but a trip to New York to pitch my book. That was so cool. That was so much fun. I'm so glad I did <laughs> Like I was pretty much in the air for as much time as what I was on the ground in New York. But that's okay. It's a story to tell. And um, so they, they offer you all these things, but – you, you need to be very careful as to where the editor lives, where the people that work on your book live. My book was pretty much published out of the Philippines. I was misled, said that it was um, – and a lot of these companies are out of the Philippines. Um, they don't have an understanding of the English language. I had a book video prepared for me, and it had – five different-looking actresses in the book video. They had blonde hair, brown hair, red hair, like you name <laughs> And I'm like, how on earth can that be credible? So there's one video that they still owe me, and I don't even want it. Like, I'm so over the whole process. Yes, um, yeah. I had a book review done, um, <clears throat> and it was completely wrong. The information in the book review was so wrong, like so um, – Words Out of alignment, I suppose. Uh, with... and, and words that weren't used in my book. That ref, like they, it's almost like they made it up. It's like they, I don't know, someone yeah. cheating, cheating on a on an assignment or something. I don't know. It was terrible. So I've spent a lot of money with um, this company. I do have um, a cupboard of books because, of course, a lot of I, ha I got a hundred of them. I think um, I usually give these ones away. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You want my book? I'll give it away. Like it's, I, I've lost my heart in this book, and I think it's because when you promise something and you picture um, what that's going to bring you, uh, and pretty much all I wanted was a foot into an area um, in the world where where I want to do other things, um, and and it was just very disappointing. And so when any anyone contacts me from this company, they still do. They still try and upsell me. I pretty much. Um, yeah, I just tell them, no, no more, you know. Mm. My person, 
there's no, I'm not spending any more money with you guys. You have not delivered what you've promised. You have, well, they're not capable of delivering what they've promised, actually, um, yeah. to the standard that I would expect. So that brings me to um, my latest little book, which is so full of my heart because the process was so beautiful in comparison. I was at um, an expo. I had my books for sale, and there was a publishing house there who's doing things quite differently, connecting in with um, self-published authors, but they're running their publishing house like a proper publishing house. So it's like your big publishing houses where you can earn your royalties and things and they'll assist you with this and that and whatever, but you can fund it. Um, oh, and you're, right. Okay. So you fund your – well, you fund it with the other, with the other self-publishing companies, but you um, – they actually, they actually provide a platform as well for your book distribution. Now, I've got to say, uh, before you go through a process of putting any money down for um, working on your, on your books, consider or have in mind who do you want to actually hold that book and read that book and do you have steps in place already to have those people come forth and want your books. Um, and so this particular company that I've now partnered with and I'll probably do the rest of my books with, um, I've become very good friends with the people that are running this company. Um, it's a partnership. So I was going to say it sounds like a win-win for everybody rather than, you know, we'll take your money. Absolutely. Everyone gets a slice of the pie. Everyone's involved in every process. You do – I mean, I have – I've chosen to pay for my upfront um, process, but what that means is um, I order my books at cost. There's no margin placed on top. I sell them all at myself. I can then go door to door and um, <clears throat> set up arrangements where people are then um, like selling wholesale to, to book bookstores, and I actually sell this little book to gift shops. Um, you know, nurseries, all, anywhere there's a gift book involved, this little book goes to. Rosie, uh, can I interrupt there? I just want to go back briefly uh, before you go on. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, listen, listeners, I want you to understand that when you go through a publishing house and they publish your book, you actually have to buy those books at the wholesale price um, before you can sell them. You don't just get a whole heap of books that you can sell by yourself. The publishing house uh, actually charges you for those books uh, a wholesale cost, which is quite high, and then you can sell from there. So I just wanted to make that clear, Rosie. Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually a good point, Geraldine. So uh, with this particular company, I'm buying them at cost. It's what oh, they cost. Wow. They don't make – they only make money on my book if they've sold it or if they get a little portion if they've they've got a dis distributors throughout the world. So they make a tiny portion if it's gone from them to the distributors. They make their portion. But if it comes directly to me, it costs – it's raw cost, which is, a, which is an advantage, as you say, because once everyone starts putting their little percentages up, it blows the book out. And mm. – um, you know, you don't want an extremely expensive book. You want something that's that's cost-effective that you've made a bid on if you're going to then go to the effort of, of getting it distributed yourself. 
um, into different bookstores or whatever you want to do. Um, so I like this current arrangement. I feel like I've got a relationship with the people. The um, the editing process is uh, my editor actually came up and introduced herself to me um, at a at a expo that I was at. She came up. It was so exciting to meet her. So it's more personal, and I think that you need to sort of know know who you're handing your baby to. You know, they're going to work with this and 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 polish it, and they need to understand who you are. So this particular woman um, who's done Banyan Tree Wisdom, I've actually given her my first trilogy book, uh, My Nothing, and I'm redoing that. I'm giving that – I want her to go through and give it a polish as well because there's a certain feel that I really like with her, and she understands me, and I think that's the important thing, whereas when people are working in the Philippines, they don't understand me. They don't understand language very well let alone understanding the author and and the point that they're trying to make with the words or or whatever um so rosie we're going we've got a couple of minutes to break but i think would you like to give the publishing house that you're now with would you like to give them a bit of a plug before we go to break Yes, because we're trying to get we're trying to get Scott on here, aren't we? Because I yes, think we are. <laughs> he's, he's the next big thing. Everyone's going to have to line up to get a book published with him. I tell you what, they're fussy with who they take on board. So when I met him, I just went up and saw him because I had I had a book of his or I had some cards of his. I had something of his, and I saw him. I go, oh, how cool! I'll go and say g'day. So I did that, and he said, let me come back to your stand. So we went back there, and I took a photo with him. And there was an instant connection with him. It was amazing. It was almost mm. like he was – he felt like a brother to me. He was just a very um, – he just got me completely. Yes. And um, I was about to give a talk. And so so he pretty much just said to me, you know, certain – like how to connect into certain parts of myself, which, I, which freaks me out, you know, the vulnerability and the innocence and stuff. Yes. And he so, just said – so, Sorry, Rosie, we've got to go. We've got a break here. But just before we go to break, Rosie is talking about Scott Alexander King from Animal Dreaming Publishing. And I'm sure she'll explain a little more about Scott and his wife, Trudy, after the break. But beautiful couple, wonderful publishing house that uh, the this is who Rosie is chatting about today and it's so important that we share this information so that the really great publishing houses out there get known and noticed. So after the break, we are going to share lots more with you about the ups and downs of publishing. Do not go away because you'll learn so much through Rosie. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's words you never heard. Recently, while my family was skiing in Colorado, we were greeted by a red fox that darted out of the trees. This beautiful animal with his big bushy tail just stood in the snow and stared right at us. Maybe he smelled all the loverwort we had in our pockets. Loverwort is another word for junk and snack food. Typically, a red fox eats scrub and woodland, but this one appeared to have had his share of hamburgers and hot dogs from the chalet grill. Foxes are similar to dogs, except they are not pack animals. 
The female fox or vixen typically gives birth to a litter of 2 to 12 pups. When they are young, they all live together as a family, known as a leash of foxes. Once grown, the young foxes leave the burrow and go out to live on their own. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Teglove. We are back and you are listening to Geraldine and my guest, Rosie Banyan, and we are talking publishing today. <laughs> if you haven't quite guessed that by now, it's great to listen to how others have taken that huge step in writing their book and then finding a way of, of having it published and sharing with others. And from listening to Rosie, I'm sure you've already gathered that there are so many different ways that you can approach this. And there are so many people out there uh, who are, you know, ready to take your money, but perhaps not um, act on what they say they're going to do in lots of ways. And I know I have found that uh, in my experience of publishing as well. Now, before the break, we were chatting about um, the publishing house that Rosie is with at the moment. So, um, <clears throat> and I, as I mentioned, it is Animal Dreaming Publishing and the author, or the, <laughs> sorry, the couple who run this publishing house are Scott and Trudy Alexander King. <clears throat> it's funny, Rosie, but Scott actually did the forward in my Today's Note Self book. So I really appreciate Scott. He wrote the most beautiful forward for me. So it was wonderful. So um, in in this pub, because we're now into our final little segment, Rosie, I'd like to really ask you um, perhaps, you know, we've sort of looked at what worked and what didn't, but is there advice that you would give to people who are just kind of thinking about publishing, what you would suggest that is really beneficial to them? I think they need to really embrace and enjoy the writing process because that's probably the most fun you're going to have. Um, <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> It is. It's really cool. That's the creative fun bit, you know. And then I was told this years ago, and, and then they said, oh, embrace that bit because it gets really hard once you And now I know because 
you what you think is is what you think the world's going to absolutely embrace and love and adore might not be um, might not be that and it's okay so I want to break it down I think you've got to find your tribe and your audience you've got to work out where your book fits within the marketplace um, my new little book Banyan Tree Wisdom um, that was pretty much pulled together in a very short amount of time and it was because I, I happened to come across a woman who'd written about a, a, a tree that she'd sat, she'd sat under and connected to and she's in, the, in America we, we communicated with one another. It was quite interesting how we even met one another. And um, actually, I got an email from her this morning, which was quite interesting. Yes. So she she um, she sort of brought that book to life. But I before I even put that book out or worked on it, I know exactly where it's going to go in the marketplace and who the people are that that will that will pick it up. Um, and read it. Now, first I thought it would be all the spiritual people because it's quite a spiritual book. And she said to me, no. I mean, she's sold thousands and thousands of her book um, throughout the States. And she said, no, it's places where people love trees. You know, go to all the um, – like think outside the box of, of who's going to pick the book up. And she said, you want to – not convert those people, but open the eyes of people that aren't necessarily spiritual to pick the book up and get something out of it and it opens something brand new for them. So it's a completely, like, go into different areas with your book. Um, but I think before you put any expense into it, you, unless you just want to know that you've published a book and then the thrill of that can be achieved very easily um, with your Ingram Sparks and, and all of that. Mm. But if you, if you actually want to share some I mean my book I see this book as a little gift so it's gifting it to people um my vision for this book is um it's I I you're never going to make a million bucks out of books I don't think um I totally agree, Rosie, and sometimes you have to, in your planning, and I agree with you with the planning stage to know where this book is going to go, but for me, it's been all about, uh, you know, this is one part of a greater whole, so the book holds a beautiful place within that whole, but, you know, to me, it's attaching that book to perhaps workshops or to... Mm. Um, for me, it's to readings, to all those sorts of things, online programs, so that the book is is not just sitting on its own, but sitting with other things. Is that how you see it too? Absolutely. So the Banyan Tree Wisdom, um, we've got little oracle cards coming out. They'll be available later in the year. I've actually created a, a Banyan Tree oil, an alchemy oil, which is amazing i can't keep up with the demand with the oil because the oils it's restore balance so it create recreates how how what the what the tree actually did for me when i went away was to to restore balance within me so this is oh it's just the stories are a mile long i'm not going to even go into them mm. all so it's coupled so this book is a part of a story it's it, it's the book it's the cards it's the oil it's it's the whole process but it's also it's an extension of me and mm. if I go anywhere, like I, went, I was traveling to Morocco with my husband early in the year, and I, t I just knew intuitively to grab, say, 20 books. And they're only little, put them in my case, 
And the people on our tour, all the women on the tour, I wrote a little note in it. It's like a gift. For me, it was like a gift card to them. It was mm. a little, um, and it was giving them a little part of myself. Um, so the book for me is like a, a, a beautiful, um, like it's like a greeting card, I guess. It's, it's a yes. You leave with somebody that um, is something, a part of yourself. It's an extension of yourself. Um, and, of course, I sell lots of these books, but I also gift a lot of the books. So that's the purpose of this book. Um, if you, if you and want it, to and it, I'm, I'm sure as you package that with, you know, whatever else you have, it makes the book, you know, something even bigger and better. Now, Rosie, I'd love for you, please, to share with us um, the names of your books and where we can actually find them, because I know your story is amazing. And look, everyone, we haven't had time to go into Rosie's story today, but I want to make sure that you know where you can get her books, because um, Rosie is a, a beautiful friend of mine but we've kind of met through the writing of books and the doing, you know, the running of workshops and things, but her work is just beautiful and it will really connect to you uh, in going through any challenges and struggles that you might be going through in your life. So where now, Rosie, can we get your books? Okay, so www, which is yes. the book. Yes. Dot, uh, Rosie Banyan, R-O-S-I-E, as in Rosie, and Banyan, as in the Banyan tree, B-A-N-Y-A-N.com, and that's it. I've got a website. I've got a few um, blogs on there. I've got my products, my oils, my brand-new oil, my Banyan tree alchemy oil is about to be launched on there. Um, a few people are lucky enough to have already be using one of my, my using these oils. Um so all my books are available. I'm just letting you know, though, that my trilogy, I'm about to pull that off the shelves um, because I've, I'm redoing my first one and that's it. So if you ever want a, the full story, um, you might want to jump in and grab that because I don't have a lot of copies of those left. Um, right. Unless you want what, what once broke me. I've got a few of those. I've got a couple of those. Yes. But um, I'm, I'm sort of pulling it all in now and really focusing on, on the publishing house that I want to work with and the vision that I have with 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 my books and how they are an extension of me. Um, going and, have, and have we got a little peak idea into what the next book is going to be? Oh, the one I'm writing at the moment, Geraldine, goodness me. It's the I've got a picture of me in 1960s bathing suit with cherries all <laughs> over it. I'm probably, my body's the biggest it's ever been, although I'm slowly inching that out a little tiny bit more at the moment. Really big. I'm on the beach and I've got the most shocked look on my face on the, the front cover. So my cover's done. That's a, that's a take. Mm, I'm playing with the name of that one. Um, it's 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 a book where I explore the connections of my body and my mind and my heart. And, and why I mean that is my mind has, because of my broken childhood, it's it's played a lot of really mean um, games on me. And as a result, my body is is not what it should be. I um, a lot of self sabotage. I battle that. Um, I'm, I'm yes. in a court. I'm in the court process as well at the moment. So I, I'm exploring a lot of how that then links back to how I feel. So I'm exploring that, but it's a really cool, funky cover. I can't wait, but I can't wait to hold <laughs> that book. 
but I think it's going to take a bit because I mightn't write for a month and then I'll write a whole heap and then it's just as it comes. Um, that's know, really I, that's really great to know though because I think a lot of people have this idea that when you know you're about to write a book, you sit down and. And it, you just write it from go to woe. And yet the truth is that uh, writing a book is, you know, can be a slow process and there is no point in rushing this process. No, Rosie, no. I, I wanted to thank you so much for um, being with me and with our listeners today. You have really, I know, shared from the heart today um, all about your journey through the publishing world. And it's nice to know that you've, you've come through it and you're still smiling, uh, happy to see what worked and what didn't work, and happy to share that with all the listeners. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, it's always a pleasure, Rosie. <laughs> always a pleasure. So, everyone, um, Rosie is one of a, a few authors that I'm hoping to be uh, chatting with on the show over the next few weeks. So, uh, each one has a different story to tell. Each one has a different way in which they've got their book out there into the big wide world. So, I do suggest that you have a listen, tune in. And connect so that you get uh, the whole picture of how all this publishing world might work for you. Great to be informed and not just step into it like probably Rosie and I did, hoping that it would work but not sure how it was going to. So listen carefully, pick out what feels right for you and go with it. In the meantime, I wish you a wonderful week ahead, a million blessings of happiness, love, peace, and go and write that book. Bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So why not?